Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of In The Stands. Um, I'm Jack Kelly. Um, I'm with Tana Martin. How are you, Tana? Yeah, bro, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, enjoyable weekend of footy for you. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Got the win over the Cowboys. And yeah, just looking for another easy game this week. Should be good. Yeah. Um, you know, Warriors typically play well on Anzac Day. So I'm keen for them to put on an absolute clinic against the Storm. So um, should be great to see. We'll get right into it. Um, Rabbitohs Panthers. Um, start us off with the Panthers turn up. Uh, with the Panthers, Hosking and Sorensen hold their spot on the edge. Garner's named at 18th man, so uh, if you have Hosking, I would be feeling pretty safe now that Liam Martin is injured. So, yeah, if Garner was to be a late change, I'd say Sorensen would be the one out there. So that's good news for Hosking owners. Uh, hopefully Cleary can bounce back as well. He had a bit of a... Well, it wasn't, wasn't disappointing... Wasn't a disappointing score of 57, but obviously as the captain and probably the most expensive player in your team, unless you have Hines, you want him You want him to be up in that 70s, so hopefully he can bounce back this week. If you have Sonny Luke, uh, obviously he got a score of 23 on the weekend, but he's definitely a hold. Uh, yeah, and apart from Liam Martin being out, there's nothing more to really say about the Panthers. Um, how about you, Jack? Um, so with the Rabbitohs, um, after scoring 66 off the bench last week, Jairo is now starting at prop. Um, so he he's definitely worth a shout at 639k with the ability to play middle in the edge. Um, the Rabbitohs also have a very appealing buy schedule and Arrow shouldn't play Origin. So he's definitely worth a look in this week. Um, definitely one of the better middle options under 700k. Um and with Keon Kalamutangi out for the foreseeable future, he'll be out for a, f- a fair while with that leg injury. Um, Cheekham's got that starting role again, and at 461k, he's decent value. Um, however, I would prefer to bring in his the other second rower, Jacob Host, at 377k. The two weeks he started, he scored 47 and 40. And um, even just eye test, he, he runs hard, tackles hard, you know, just it's all ticker, which is what you want to see in your fantasy team. Um, so I definitely think he's an appealing option as well. And then also four tries in the last two weeks has seen Latrell's price jump way back up. Um, um, but obviously, you know, that's very streaky scoring. Um, want to see a bit more in base before you really bring him in, especially with Origin around the corner. I don't think Latrell's is an option at the moment. Um, Isaac Thompson's also back this week, which is great for all the Isaac Thompson owners that have held him. And um, yeah, Tane Milner's out. All right, on to the next game in Darwin. Eels Broncos. Um, Darwin? Why, why are we playing in Darwin for? It's weird. Usually it's Eels Cowboys, isn't it? Or Eels Rabbitohs. But um, no. imagine, imagine one of your home games being spent in Darwin. Like, how unlucky have the Eels had it this year? Playing three teams in a row, coming off by rounds, and now they've got a home game round out in Darwin. Yeah. And that, like, for the Broncos, they get an away game at a neutral ground again. You know, they got the away game <laughs> at Suncorp against the Dolphins, and they get an away game in Magic Round. If it's not rigged, you know, I don't know what to say. But um, you start us off with the Broncos, Tana. Yeah, with the Broncos, um, Walsh, where are we? 
had me pulling my hair out in the first half last week. He was on a score of seven, but he did bounce back in the second half with a try. So, yeah, he ended up scoring 57, which was very good to see. Patrick Carrigan, I see people are trading him out this week just because he hasn't been performing at his best. He's taken a bit more of a, a ball-playing lock role, which isn't really what you want to see. So he's at 685k. He got 42 points last week, but I definitely think Carrigan is a hold, in my opinion. I think, yeah, he's at 685k, which is a lot below what he usually is. So he'll, he'll get back up there. Just hold him through to Origin. He's he's a good player and he's going to get you those fifties. So just give him give him another week. And yeah, apart from that, Corey Oates is back, but not too much else to say there with the Broncos in terms of fantasy. How about the Eels, Jack? Um, so last week we saw Bryce Cartwright um um drop to the bench before kickoff, and he is named to start again this week, which means Ryan Madison starts at lock and. Jermaine Hopgood is on the bench, but obviously we can, you know, see that where Cartwright goes back to the bench where he scored 28 points. So I think Bryce Cartwright is a sell. And, um, yeah, Hopgood scored 50, but I just don't like the unpredictability with holding him at the moment. And I think there are a lot of solid options under that 700K range that you could possibly downgrade to um, that are just a bit safer. Um, Josh Hodgson comes back this week and Brendan Hands goes back to the bench and that last week's score of 31 for Hands sets him up with a break-even of 15. And um, But yeah, other than that, um, we see Jakey boy jump to 18th man this week. So, Attaboy, you know, Jakey. Just, just nudging on the door. A bit worried. <laughs> have, Dylan, have Dylan Brown at the moment and he hasn't been playing amazing. So, um, you know. Yeah. Jake I actually got a, be an option. I actually got a glimpse of Jakey in his element playing New South Wales Cup last week. It was just on TV, so I had a bit of a watch. Yeah, he killed it. Definitely deserves to be at that 18th spot, if not better. So watch out for him next couple yep. of weeks. He's in form. Yep, 100%. Um, all right, Bulldog Sharks, Saturday Arvo. Um, talk to us about the Sharks tonight. Yeah, the Sharkies. Nico Hines got um, roughly 20 points more than Cleary last week, which was massive for Hines' owners, particularly if you had him as captain. So, yeah, that's about 40-odd more points you would have got if you had Hines as captain instead of Cleary. So, yeah, that was very disappointing as a as a Cleary owner, but he'll bounce back. But, yeah, if you've got Hines, um, yeah, good job. That was, that was a nice trade-in. However, if you don't have him, I don't think I'd be trading him in this week just due to his price. If you got Cleary, just hold him there. And there's been a bit of a shuffle with the forward pack. However, none of which are very fantasy relevant. McInnes could be a nice pod, but not too sure what will happen when Fanukin comes back. And he just has that awkward price of 573k with a break-even of 45. So McInnes looks all right. I see a lot of people trading him in, but I just think he's just... Just an awkward price and break even of 45. I don't see him going up at all. So unless you're going to hold him long term, you're just going to end up making a like a sideways trade. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend bringing McInnes. But, yeah, if you really like him, uh, wouldn't 
wouldn't tell you it's a, a terrible idea. Uh, how about the Bulldogs, Jack? Um, Declan Casey comes in for his first game of the year on the wing, um, coming in for Jacob Carraz. Um, Declan Casey, if you guys don't know, um, last year on his debut, he scored negative four. Yeah, I mean, and then he got knocked out. And then the game after, he bounced back and scored 61. Um, so he's not really fantasy relevant, but at 277K, if you're looking for a cash down, you know, he might string together a couple tries here and there. So, you know, if you're desperate, maybe have a swing. Um, <laughs> Pang- <laughs> Pangai, my boy Pangai came back last week, you know, looking like a lean machine. Offload scored- central. Mate. Absolutely, like in a game where they had no go forward, he gave him go forward. He just created it. Um, fifty-one and forty-seven minutes in a first game back. He's only going to get more minutes. Um, so yeah, Pangua is definitely a very intriguing option that we'll talk a bit later on later. Um, <laughs> um Corey Waddell is also making decent money. Yeah, yeah, I realized that my English wasn't good there, but um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey Waddell is making some decent cash in the second row uh, he scored 42 last week which gives him a break even of 25 for round 8 um, other than that there's not much to really talk about with the dogs uh, you know you got your Jacob Preston who's still a hold at the moment just let him make his money out and then his Bulldogs have a good buy schedule as well so um, definitely someone to hold on to um, on the Cowboys Knights, um, talk to us about the Knights, Tyler. Yeah, the Knights. So Miller is a hold after his disappointing score last week. So yeah, don't go selling him. He is, he is the man, Miller time. So yeah, don't don't go do that. Uh, Ponger is back. Um, he has a handy dual position and is also at a discounted price. So. He has a break-even of 64. So, yeah, it could be a cheeky pot option in a few weeks if you're willing to take the gamble. However, he'll probably play Origin, so not too relevant there, so, which is also um good to see him back for Reese Walsh owners. So hopefully Walshie doesn't play Origin and you can hold him through those buy rounds. That would be nice. Also, Liam Thompson continues to rise in price. Probably has another 7 or 8 points in value. Wouldn't be a bad pickup. However, yeah, don't expect um, scores too often over 50 for him. You know, you're sort of going to get those boring scores of just floating around that 45 point sort of, um, yeah, around the 45. Um, Phoenix Crossland. Uh, Lots of people brought him in last week and lots of people were happy with how he did. He did score a try and he got a score of 49. I'm here to tell you he's a massive trap. Don't buy him. Uh, I just don't I don't rate him as as a player. I think his tries have massively inflated his scores. He's got a try in the last two games. Like he's not gonna keep he's not gonna keep that up. So everyone's hopping on the, the Phoenix Crossland bandwagon just because he's starting hooker now. I just think, yeah, don't don't go there. So I think he's a massive trap. Uh, Jack, how about the Cowboys? Um, with the Cowboys, plenty of changes in the Ford pack. Um, Jason Tomalolo's out for at least a month with that knee injury, which sees Ruben Cotter moving the lock. 
Um, with Ruben Cotter, he is definitely very solid option this week um, to roll the dice with. Um, in games last year, he played at least 55 minutes in the middle. He averaged 60. So he could... And with the state of the Cowboys forward pack, that is definitely the minutes we'll probably see him. Um, Jordan McLean does come back from a hamstring issue, though, which sees um, Jack Gusowski. Sorry, I probably said that wrong. Um, but he's starting second row now. Um, still see Tom Chester on the bench. And, um, Jake Granville played as one game, at, named it front row, played at second row. So um, that was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, Cotter is definitely a very good option this week. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all to touch on with the Cowboys there. Um, Dolphins, Titans. Talk to us about the Titans, Tana. Yeah, so... Like I said last week, if Jojo Fafita was fit, he was going to come in and one of the centers was going to get dropped because Philip Sammy was going to move into the centers. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. Aaron Shook has been dropped. So yeah, Jojo Fafita would be a nice pod, but yeah, just want to see something out of him because, you know, playing for the Titans, he's not going to score too many tries. So you'd want to see a lot of base stats from him before you pick him up. Campbell remains at fullback, and with a break-even of 14, he has a lot of money to make. Just concerned with job security as Brimson is another week closer to returning. So, yeah, not, not too sure what they're going to do when Brimson's back, but, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Tanner Boyd continues to make money and has a break-even of 26, so expect more money to be made from him if you've had him since the start. Yeah, that was a very nice, very nice pick-up there. Uh, I think... what. Well, in our Haas or our Hookers episode, was he... He wasn't the man. What was six he? Six again. Six again. He was at six again. He was at six again. So, yeah. If you listen to that podcast and took Tanner Boy, then, yeah, you're welcome. He's, he's turning out to be a nice little cashy. So, how about the Dolphins, Jack? Your boys. Yeah. Um, they they struggled on the weekend um, in a tough game. But, you know, on the next week... Um, Rabbitohs are just a superior side. Um, and a lot of the Rabbitohs players didn't even play that well, to be honest. I think the Dolphins just kind of let them in. And that Sinbin really killed them. Um, but fantasy-wise, um, Ray Stones back to the bench after scoring a season-high 39 at prop. Um, it's definitely still not fantasy-relevant. Um, would not touch Ray Stone. Um, Jeremy Marshall-King... At uh, 704k, he scored 66 and 56 over the past two weeks. So he's definitely a solid pot at hooker. Um, and the Dolphins have a very good buy schedule as well. And JMK doesn't play Origin because he's Kiwi. So um, definitely could be a very good hooker to have through Origin if you don't have Reese Robson and you've missed that boat and you need to get someone a bit more affordable. Um, Tessie New will miss another week with his knee. So that sees Robert Jennings keep his spot on the wing. But um, apart from that, that's pretty much it with the Dolphins. Oh, sorry, no. Felice Kafusi is back as well, which sees Connolly Lemelelu keep his spot um, <laughs> because um, Kenny Bromwich is out. So Kenny Bromwich will be out for a bit. So, yeah. Um, how about Tigers Manly, Tyler? Talk to us about Manly. Yeah, so Manly Turbo had a score of 34 with a try last weekend. So, yeah, his team won. He scored a try and he got 34. 
bit disappointing, but he's a hold as he could light it up against the Tigers. So if you've got him, keep him. Garrick's back to the wing. Um, not too fantasy relevant, but yeah, just just watch for him. Could be a nice pod. He has scored, traditionally scored well on the wing. So, and Sean Kepi for all the people who have him, he's back to the bench. So yeah, Aaron Woods is there too. Um, yeah, what do you reckon about that, Jack Woodsy? How do you play on the weekend? Um. I think it was shocking to be honest. Nah, he, he wasn't well, that, te- not to beat your voice. Nah, he wasn't bad. <laughs> um still think he's a bit past it. I don't really know what Manly doing, but anyway. Um yeah. <laughs> what about the Tigers, Joe? Can they win a game? Coming off the win last week against the bye. Yeah, they got off the win last week, carry that momentum through. Um Jareem Buller. Um, name it fullback. Kibra boy. Um, Fijian boy, and um, but yeah, apparently basketball, basketball convert. Uh, so he was playing basketball at Kibra, and it really helped with his jumping and catching and footwork and stuff. So just a bit of a story there for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, very, so. very shocking because Charlie Staines was outside of Dewey and Bateman, he was probably their best player in that Easter Monday game against Power. So I thought Charlie Staines would have got another run at fullback, but um, yeah, they just want to just keep shifting around the spine, and Luke Brooks just stays there. So, um, but yeah, we'll see how he goes in the three reserve grade games he's had this year. He's averaged 190 run meters, which would be 40 fantasy points, and sorry, he averaged around 40 fantasy points. Um, Dane Laurie and Tommy Talao on the bench, which is weird having two you know, backs on your bench. But anyways, um, Wakeham's the new 5'8 with Dewey out. And at 364 um, definitely could be a solid cash cow. And um, Sean Bloor's cash cow days look to be over with the... Um, he's not in the 17. So, yeah, that's, that's about it with the Tigers. Um, moving on to Anzac Day, we got Roosters Dragons. Um, talk to us about the Dragons, Tyler. Uh, the Dragons, yeah. <clears throat> Very interesting. So, Bird played 80 minutes second row and was really good on the weekend. His name there again. So, yeah, definitely buy. Get him in as soon as you can while his price is this low. He's got a break even of 34, I believe. So, yeah, now's the time to get him. He's looking really good now. He's playing 80. Um, Birdock. Ben Murdoch Masilla is back in the starting team, so all the people that have him on their emergencies or even in their 17, he's back. So, yeah, expect a large score of 17 from him on the weekend. Um, Jack DeBellin is starting at lock for the second week in a row. He had a great game last week and played 80 minutes with a score of 67. So definitely one to look at. He's got a break-even of 42, so I believe this is the lowest price you'll, you'll get him at for the moment. And at 614k, he's a great pod. How about the Warriors? Oh, the Warriors. How about the Roosters, Jack? Um, so on a bit of crazy news, um, Sam Walker's just been dropped. Um, yeah, what? I think they dropped to the wrong half there, but anyways... Um, great news for Joey Manu owners. He's set to play in the halves. 
And last year, when Joseph Manu played 5-8, he had a score of... If it wants to load, um, he had scores of 67 and 103. And then in 2021, he had scores of 73 and 33 at 5'8 as well. So he um, scores very well at 5'8. His break-even is still really high. So I wouldn't bring Manu in this week. I'd let him clear his break-even so then you have that opportunity to make money the week after. Um, so yeah, I'd give Manu a week and then bring him in because he'll be very good through Origin because he'll also get those minutes at fullback with Teddy out and Roosters have a pretty decent buy schedule. So um, Manu becomes a buy now. Um, Angus Crichton's also back for the first time this year. Um, probably wait a week. We'll see how he goes with how, um, what he had going on earlier. Um, but a break even at 59. Um, yeah, just leave him for a bit and yeah that um hurts Egan but you probably get one good week out of Egan Butcher now before Nat comes back into that second row spot so um for Egan Butcher owners I would be holding him for one more week and um but yeah that's that's about it with the Roosters on to the the game of the round Storm Warriors um talk to us about the Wilds Tana yeah so the boys are Sitting nicely in third place, which is really good to see. Overcame some dodgy calls on the weekend, but always expected when you, when you go for the Warriors. So, yeah, it was good to see him get another win. So, this week, Sean Johnson, um, he had a decent score of 49 last week. However, his break-even this week is 56. So, we could definitely start to see him drop in price in... With Origin nearing, um, between the rounds of 13 and 20, the Warriors have one buy. So, worry, uh, so, yeah, Sean Johnson could be really handy during that time. So, hopefully, his price will drop a bit um, before then. Ford has a break-even of 17 and a lot more money to make. So, it's looking good for him. Still no Mitch Barnett or Wade Egan which is a bit concerning because definitely thought they'd be back this round. But, yeah, that's all right. We won last week with the depleted team. Have no doubt we can do it again. So, just near Corey back. Um, how about the, the Storm, Jack? Um, coming off a very, very, very disappointing game against Manly. Um, Nick Meany comes back um, after his week off with those delayed concussion symptoms, and you probably get one more week out of Meany before the Storm have the bye round. And um, yeah, Munster's back in the halves, so and um, that'll be very good. Um, Nelson is also back, and he's a straight swap for Tui. Um, Tui's managed to get himself suspended. Harry Grant had an absolute shocker last week. Um, he scored thirty six, and in, you know, in a few weeks. He could be at a very discounted price with a break-even of 82. But um, honestly, I wouldn't really want to bring in Harry around origin period. Um, but yeah, you, out of all your Storm boys, you probably get one more week out of those cash cow or it's not cash cows, but those players that have almost peaked in price, like Eli Katoa, Nick Manny, Warbrick, and then just trade them at that buy. Um, that's what I would advise you to do there. 
Okay, moving on to buy, hold, sell. Um, we'll start off with you, Tana. Who are you buying this week? Uh, buying this week, I've got Jack DeBellin. So, finally starting at lock. Scored 67 last week, 54 tackles and three forced turnovers. I think he's going to make at least 100k, if not more. And, yeah, he's the pod of the week. He's a Mars pod. I just think, yeah, I, I'm great. I'm getting him this week. I think you got to get him. Uh, I'd bring him in for someone like Gilbert, Nat Butcher, Hopgood, or Tarpany. I just think, yeah, at that, at that price, he's just... Yeah, he's a must-have, so, yeah, buy him. How about you, Jack? Um, I've won a bit of a different approach. I've went with Pangai. So you've got DeBellin, who is probably your safer option, and then Pangai's your very risky, but, like, Pangai's big dick play. Like, have a big swing there um, <laughs> due to how unpredictable he can be. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't play around 13, but he is at... 600k and has a fairly low break even and dual position won't play origin and has an extremely high ceiling um you know he has very good base stats we saw that last week when he had those offloads and tackles and that was in a game where the bulldogs got smashed so in a game with a bit of go forward um like bulldogs aren't losing by 26 on a week-to-week basis i think pangai can definitely get that 50-ish minutes on a week-to-week basis. And all he's got to do is run hard, tackle hard, break tackles, and just create second phase with those offloads. And um, he can score 60s with that. The only issue is um, we all know how low his floor can be. Um, you know, we've seen Pangai have shockers where he just get errors, penalties, and yeah, he has probably the lowest floor in fantasy if we're talking of those fantasy relevant studs but he was um yeah played with a lot of like attitude but good attitude if you know what i'm saying on the weekend <laughs> like just wanted to be out there looks me i'm um, sorry looks pretty lean and um looks pretty fit and i think Seraldo's um got a very good direction with him and yeah there's no limit to Pangai's potential so um yeah I'm definitely going to be bringing in Pangai this week. I was so high on him before the season started, and I was devastated that he got injured before round one. Um, but could be even more rewarding at this point of the, in this at this time of the year. So yeah, that's my thought process with Pangai there. Looking pretty fit, is he? He is. He's looking quite lean for Pangai. So um, yeah, and with how depleted the dogs forward pack is, he's going to be getting those minutes. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, like who else is going to get the minutes? Ockenbore? Like, come on. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to your holds, Tana. Who are you holding this week? Um, <clears throat> I'm holding Bryce Cartwright. So, started off the bench last week. However, he's named at second row this week. As we know, last week he was also named at second row and moved to the bench. But I'd find it weird if if they did the exact same thing, you know, like, like they switched it up last week on game day. So, like, why wouldn't they just name it properly this week? I feel like he's actually going to start this week. So, look to see how many minutes he gets. And, yeah, just just give it up one more week. He's a great scorer when he plays 60 to 80 minutes. So, he's not someone you want to sell unless you know for sure he's not getting the minutes. 
and he'll score poorly. So, yeah, I think after one week of him coming off the bench and scoring poorly, I think you you got to owe it to him to give him one more, especially if he's been named to start. So I'll be holding Cartwright for this week. How about you, Jack? Um, I will be holding on to Pat Carrigan this week. Um, a lot of people will be frustrated with Carrigan um, just for that inconsistent scoring and getting those 40s, which, you know, for Pat Carrigan standards, this isn't what we want to see. But the Broncos have been given one of the softest starts of all time. It's absolutely ridiculous how lucky they've been. They have a points differential per game of plus 12.3. They're the highest scoring team in the NRL. And in games where um, the Broncos have lost or won by six or less, Carrigan has averaged 56.7 points. But in those games where the Broncos are pumping bad teams, he's averaging 47.8 because he's you know getting benched or isn't doing that dirty work because they're just going down the edges. Um, the next five games the Broncos have are all against fairly tough teams. So that is before Carrigan goes to origin. And I think it would be silly to sell him while he has this cash loss. And um, yeah, the Broncos are going to come down to earth at some point. And with a bit more ball in the middle and more tackling, it'll be perfect for Carrigan to have some decent, um, like bring his fantasy scores back. And yeah, if you don't have him, it could almost be a very interesting buy this week. And yeah, just hold him through to round 13. Once Origin comes, you can get rid of him. But yeah, he's going to he is gonna score well over these next five weeks. So I would definitely urge you to hold Pat Carrigan. Um, on to Sells Tana. Who are you selling this week? Uh, this week I'm selling Joseph Tarpany. Uh, once again, Ricky Stewart is absolutely killing fantasy coaches this year. Tarpany has played over 50 minutes once this whole year, and at his price of 737k, there are plenty of other options available that are more consistent and reliable. So I think the, him having the buy this week, um, I'd be happy to hold on to players that are doing well for the buy round. But yeah, I just I'm not having him scoring 36 and and having someone like. Ben Murdoch and Silla having to score for me, so I just don't think don't think he's worth it. I think the buy round's the perfect time to get him out of your team and yeah, get Jack DeBellin in. So or Pangai. So yeah, I think I think he is a sell until he gets those minutes. Yeah, I know he has a good buy round schedule, and obviously he doesn't play Origin. But yeah, until he until he gets those minutes, I just can't have him in my team. It's just too much money to spend on someone who's who's playing. Not even fifty minutes a week. So, how about you, Jack? Who are you selling? I uh, just want to with Tarpany. The frustrating thing is, why are players like Omre Gula getting the same minutes as Tarpany, and why is Hawes playing like an extra twenty minutes in Tarpany on a week to week basis? Like, mm. I just don't understand what the thought process is behind it. Um, you know, the Raiders aren't sitting too high on the ladder, so um, yeah, hopefully Ricky Stewart makes some sense and actually plays Tarpany, but yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, this week, I'm going to be selling Hayes Perham. 
Um, Hayes at 447k. He's made his money. Had an absolute shocker last week, scoring 22. And he just didn't look good playing on the field. Um, obviously, still got that spot, but he's got no more money to make. And I don't see any reason that you should just try and hold him in your emergencies or have him score, you know, low 30s on your bench. There are a lot of, lot much, lots of better value players that you could be getting around that price. Um, there we go. But yeah. Not much. Yeah. Ha- no, nah, but Hayes is a sell this week. So get him out of your sides. He did his job and yeah, just ditch him now. All right, Jack. Um, how did your personal team go last week? Um, you know, it wasn't terrible. Um, one thing I learned is that you can't loop players that don't play in your starting side because I didn't have a backup center for Isaac Thompson and I just didn't. There's no one that I could have really brought in that would have helped my team long term. So, you know, you t- you take your loss there of 30 points. Um, Nat Butcher pulled out a 49, even though he was Simbins and only played 70 minutes, which I thought was quite impressive. Um, Frizzell and Hosking killed it. Haas killed it. Cleary was disappointing. Dylan Brown somehow scraped a 47, even though he didn't really do too much. Reese Robson was very poor. He scored 33, but the whole Cowboys team's poor. Um, I think they need a bit of a morale boost. Um, Jaden Campbell killed it in the first half, and then, you know, we got out of play 40 in the second half. Uh, but, yeah, the, the fact that we could still finish 24,000th with no Nick Meany and no um, with, and with 16 players, I was quite happy with that, especially with how some of our players that have low percentage ownership um, performed poorly. Um, so on to this week, we have fully strength side. And um, so, yeah, definitely going to jump up some overall ranks. Um, how about you, Tana? How did your team go last week? Yeah, look, not the best. Got a score of 763. Robson, 33, disappointing. Tarpany, disappointing. Katoa, disappointing. Sam Walker. 30 per 22 miller 27 like sonny luke 23 it was just yeah cartwright 28 it was just really frustrating but um most of those were highly owned so it's all right i could take that um yeah it was people like madison uh jack bird reese walsh that kind of saved me there and um yeah, Jack, what about what about my late trade-in last week? Um, Isaac Thompson got ruled out. I didn't have a centre to replace him. So I've, I've already started looking towards Origin. So I didn't want it to stuff up my Origin planning too much. So I found someone who has the exact same buy schedule during Origin as Thompson. And I just went for the biggest gamble of the year. And I bought in Sebastian Chris. Scored 61, and yeah, oh, couldn't believe it. Yeah, big dick move (laughs) pays off with big dick rewards. You know what I mean? Oh, it did. (laughs) I couldn't believe it when he scored a try. Like, he was going well in the first half, then he scored a try, yeah. Saved me, so I'm sitting at 
2,995. So went backwards about 500 spots. But yeah, I'll I'll bounce back this week. Sam Walker's been dropped, which hasn't helped me at all. So, but bringing in Jack DeBellin will be a nice little play. So got 200 in the bank as well. So we'll use that in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, for now, sitting inside the top 3,000. So. I'm happy just waiting for Origin because yeah, that's when we're gonna make up our make up our ranks. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, last week in a poor week, I somehow made up a hundred spots and I'm sitting at eleven thousandth, one hundred and fifty third. But currently, with the current team I have, I have two players playing Origin, and I've planned it out and. Um, the least amount of players I'll have play in a buy round will be 12. So I've um, got it all set up. And um, yeah, definitely lots of value to be made during Origin with minimal trades. I think you're better off building your side to get through Origin now and not having to waste trades doing or- during Origin. I think the best way is to be sitting around that low 20s trades when round 13 hits. And then you've got your team pretty much set through where you make one or two changes through that origin period. Um, but yeah, there are sides such as the Knights, Eels, Dragons, Bulldogs, and Cowboys, Dolphins. They all have very good buy schedules through origin and the Warriors as well. So that would be the seven teams I would be targeting to bring players in through origin. So I think that's the best strategy there. Yeah, with that, I sat down and did my origin planning. Uh, it took me a couple of hours. I did it over a couple of days, and obviously every week I have to change it with injuries and, and stuff like that. So I pretty much got my team set out. I've got a team of 21 that I want to have at round 13, so I've got four trades to get up to that. And then after that, I kind of make uh, one trade every two or three weeks so over the the um seven weeks of origin period it should make about four trades there so i'll be left afterwards with a lot of trades so it does take a lot of time but yeah like it's gonna boost your overall rank a lot um that's where i sort of went right last year sort of sitting outside that top five thousand and after Origin, I was sitting inside the top 500. So, yeah, and this week, this year it's even more hectic with the buy rounds and stuff like that. So, if you don't have don't have the time to do that and you sort of don't know how to go about it, just, yeah, hit us up on the, the Instagram in the stands. Uh, Jack and I will be happy to sort that out for you, tell you exactly who to trade in at what round and stuff like that to ensure you have maximum players and boost overall rank heaps during that period so yeah we'll be doing that at the low cost of five dollars fifty yeah per player traded (laughs) speaking of money amounts um and five dollars fifty we have our multi of the week segment so um start us off tana what have you cooked up for us this week um i've actually cooked up a nice one so it's the panthers versus rabbitos I've got Penrith head-to-head, Isaiah Tass to score, and Hosking to score. That's paying 24 bucks. Don't know why, but it is. Good nice value. Three yeah. Yeah, Get 24 for Kobe as well. 
Yeah, get your bet return. Pan- Panthers will win. You just need one of those two to score. I think they'll both score, in my opinion. So, yeah, truck, truck five on that. How about you, Joe? I want a different route. I want Sharks dogs. I want Sharks head to head. Bulldogs, 26 and a half point head start. And Ronaldo to score a try. Um, Ronaldo's on Declan Casey, so if he doesn't score a hat trick, I'm going to be disappointed. But that's paying out $2.50. Um, wow. So decent value there. Um, should get up, but, you know, as we know, upsets happen. So you never really know these days. It's paying two dollars fifty, but if you put enough on it, anything becomes valuable, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um, Josh was on a cruise last week. This week, he he's not available, but he has sent through his multi. So as you know, Josh, Josh likes to hit a multi every week. I don't know how he does it, but he wins every week. So if you want free money listen up he's got a five legger eels versus broncos he's got broncos head to head sevo anytime walsh anytime coriotes anytime and under 49 and a half match points so he's got all those tries try scorers and he's got unders so yeah that's paying 21 dollars. so yeah in josh in josh we trust sorry in josh we trust no matter what you think about the multi just add it to your bet slip. Just put a dollar on it because that man wins every week. Yeah, 100%. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And um, tune in next week for round nine in the stands, Teamless Tuesday Analysis. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Turn me up. Yeah. No, they need to stop. I'm standing at the top. That's how I know you've never seen the top. Sierra King parking lot looking like Betty City parking lot. Talks when I walk by, like you know, it's over when you drop, hey, drop, yeah. And I'm coming with the wop, y'all not pop.